This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! Hey everyone, welcome back. Here it is, another exciting episode of Ears Up Podcast. It's good to be back in the studio. It's been a while. It's been a while, right? Yeah. It's been a hot minute. Is that what the kids say? Something like that. All right. I thought my microphone was broken because I couldn't hear anything, but then I realized it was turned all the way down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bev. Good to see you, Bev. Hi. Hi. We have uh, a pretty amazing show today. I'm really excited about it. We have uh, uh, Mike Van Eaton from the Van Eaton Galleries. Uh, in case you don't know, they're the ones who put on those big Disneyland auctions that you see about every now and then. And I think there's one coming up. I know there's one coming up. I believe it's next week. Um, and they have a ton of stuff up for auction. And uh, I'm really excited to be able to talk with him and uh, learn a little bit about how this whole thing works, man. How do they get this stuff in their collections? I mean, they have they have original uh, people mover cars. I want all of it. I want that. And, yeah. and, dude, and they have original, um, uh, they have concept art. They have uh, a, like a props. They have molds that uh, you know the the bat stanchions in uh, Haunted Mansion. Yeah, they have those. You can buy them. You can bid on them. I want to get rid of my sofa and just have there be a people movie where it was. <laughs> it, it, well, it'd be great because it will take you into the kitchen Ooh. or into the restroom or outside into the car. It'll break periodically, though. <laughs> well, and it'll yeah. only be there for a little while. <laughs> sure, and then it'll not? go away. Yeah. yeah, it'll be fine though. It'll be great. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a cool show. Yeah. Um, so get in the chat. Excuse me. If you're, um, if you're listening live now, uh, jump in the chat, man. And, uh, you know, throw some questions, uh, you know, our way. There's a whole bunch of stuff I want to talk about with this, uh, with this guy. It's, uh, it's really, it's fascinating, man. Statues, original posters. Um, uh, uh, one of the, like, uh, shield tiki's from the tiki room. Right. Some of the costumes, the, the concept of, uh, there was a con, I don't know if a concept is the right word, but there was uh-huh. a, um, like a miniaturized version of the models, uh, models. Yeah. <laughs> models of the uh, indie ride. Yeah, rad. And it was indie ride that wasn't even done. It was the Raiders of the Lost Ark ride. So it was right. just like original concept that stuff that never even. Anyway, it, it's just amazing. And, and uh, I've always seen this stuff online and go, how in the world do people get a hold of this stuff? I mean, does Disney just go, hey, we're going to dismantle this ride? We should save some stuff like. Um, uh, some uh, practical props from Peter Pan, like right. some of the palm trees. Those right. are for sale or for auction, rather. 
how you know how who has the foresight or the forethought, and why doesn't Disney just run this? Like I, I don't, don't understand. Yeah. I don't know either. So well, they make enough they money. <laughs> They're fine. Well, is there such a thing as enough money though, Taryn? Disney makes enough money. <laughs> yeah, there's enough money if you're looking from the outside in. Definitely <laughs> right, but inside out, you're like, uh, yeah. no man. There's I need, enough I need money. Some more of this. Like. We were riding Mickey's Wheel of Horror, mm-hmm. and I looked into the water, and there's just dollar... People don't just throw change in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. 20, that was ridiculous. Here's a just dollar bill. Here, here Disney, take more. Yeah. Have yeah. more. <laughs> have it all. People are, so fun. You can oh, have it all. I love Disneyland. <laughs> make it rain. Make it yeah. rain. Make, make, make it rain at World of Color. I'm throwing, I'm throwing just foldable money. Not even, not even the jingling money. Foldable, foldable money. Yes. I'm just taking oh. up the clip. Like, can, do you right. get like a hundred wishes if you throw a dollar? Maybe. Like, is yes. that the thought process? Well, <laughs> next Absolutely. Time, next time you guys go yes. on, try it. Let me know. Oh uh, <laughs> man. Excuse me. Okay, so let's get the let's get this train started because I know Mike's waiting on us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, um, all that kind of stuff. If you're on iTunes, uh, please rate us. That would be uh, incredible. We got some really good reviews, and uh, we got some sort of stars. We got a number of stars, and I don't know what it means, but uh, I like them. So uh, you know, keep them coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're on social networks. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, we have feedback. If you have any feedback about the show, send that to Taryn at EarsUp-Podcast.com. Any compliments, go to Terrence at EarsUp-Podcast.com. Say hi. Hi. To Bev at EarsUp-Podcast.com. Ears up with a Z. Of course, you know that because you're listening to the show. Um, and uh, you can send whatever else you want to Jason at EarsUp-Podcast.com. Or you can go online and there's a little feedback form and you know you can send in your uh, your feedback that way. Um, and in case you don't know, in case you're just a podcast listener, which is, you know, that's, we love you. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we do these shows live. And so you can go to new.livestream.com and look up ears up and you can find our little page. And then, uh, you can come in and check us out right now. You can see us. We have uh, studio cams. We'll wave to all the cameras wherever they are. Uh, there's a chat room <laughs> so you can interact with a bunch of people. And, uh, occasionally we give out the phone number, which is 888-401-2337. And, uh, we'll take your call. If you have something to say, it doesn't matter if it's on topic or not. I don't care. I like talking on the phone. I like talking on the phone. I think a lot of people don't. Oh, I, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I'm I right there it. with you. It depends upon who I'm talking to. I love it. It's like, like when you get phone. your exercise in because you cannot sit down on the phone. No, because sitting down on the phone is, no, I don't like it. But I hate texting even more because oh. it, because it's never it's never like an easy yes or no you know, question. Can I say it, this? It's what? always like, uh, what are your thoughts on the current Soviet Union, co- you know, collapse? And uh, I, you know, I don't know. Like, what? I know that you hate I don't texting. Think that was current. Yeah. And <laughs> I actually, when I text you, I actually intentionally make the text the text line go longer than it should. Yeah. Just because I want to kind of annoy you. I really do. <laughs> I really do that. Also. Really? So you want I to? Really you do. want me to get annoyed when well, I hear from you? No. The funny is thing that is, no, no. But in the funny, ten years, the I'm funny like, thing is that Conrad. Yeah. The funny thing with you is that. You um you can get really annoyed with something, but you're still polite. And so I can see you like, oh, another text from him? And then you say something really nice. <laughs> and then I say something back. You're like, oh, come on! And then you do something nice again. You're about right. Yeah, right? <laughs> I know that's how it is. Because I've been, I've been there when other people have done things like that I'm not that you. polite. Uh, in your text, you are, actually. Yeah, you're, well, you're because I, th- I think you don't know better. You're, you're better on, on uh, text messages. Well, because you you're younger person. than me. You're a young Apparently. person. How old are you? 35. Oh, my 
goodness, almost almost thirty six. I just turned thirty eight. Wow, you're younger. You're younger than me. So, so you're ch- your kids. On. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I have much tolerance for the kids of the day, of the youth of today. <laughs> the youth. Yeah, the youths. The youths. The two youths. You feel me? Right. Everyone feels me. Everyone he's such feels. An old man too, yeah. yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's only like twenty eight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he looks terrible. <laughs> uh, okay, real fast. Uh, churro shirt. So we went to um, uh, Disneyland, and a bunch of people had churro shirts, and it was rad. You know, within our group, by the way, and uh, it was amazing. And people kept asking about it, so I was really excited to uh, uh, to plug the churro shirt. So you can go to churroshirt dot com if you don't want to, you know, find it on our website, and it just redirects to our website. It's fine. So please, that helps support us. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I really enjoy that. Um, you can support us also by shopping on our Amazon link. Uh, we have reoccurring donations. You can buy Coveyors. Go to getcoveyors.com real fast before I get Mike on the line. Uh, Coveyors will be representing at the first annual MouseCon, which is a, a, a nice little convention. It's the first time, obviously, that uh, up here in Concord, which is Northern California, on Sunday, the 15th of November. Yes. So come by and say hi to the Coveyors folks and, uh, you know, hang out. If you're listening live. Yeah. If you're listening live, If you're live, not, for then sure. you totally missed it. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> I hope we saw you there. Uh, okay, we're going to push feedback, and I'll, I have some other plugs to do, Taryn, but I, I want to get Mike on the phone. Yeah, let's get him on. Let's do it. So let's, let's call Mike here. This is going to be cool, man. I'm really stoked about this. I, I was excited that uh, we were able to connect. Because I feel like the guy's a busy guy. Yeah, I mean, especially right now. <laughs> he owns a friggin' auction gallery or whatever it is. Like, you know, so, you, don't, you don't just, like, hang out. Would he be considered a curator? That his I, title? I don't know. We can we'll find out. I told Becca that we were interviewing an auctioneer, and she goes, "This should be a really, really fast interview." <laughs> hey, you're so good. Yeah. yeah. Got any questions? Got any questions? Got any questions? Here we go. Jason should have never opened the uh, catalog to the thing, though. He's uh... a <sighs> yeah, catalog dude. when I was seven. <laughs> rivals the cat like what this is when i was going through the website <laughs> yeah like, i want this and i want that and i want this and i want that and that as well <laughs> done and, and done maybe that as well right thank you very much except that these things are not like you know 10.99 these are like no they're 10.99 30 grand well so yes a 10.99 payment plan for the rest of your life <laughs> that's right there are things that uh you know so what i want to talk to mike about and while we're just waiting for the connection to establish is, is some of the stuff is yes is really expensive they give you a range of what you can expect to to bid on or to pay i guess rather i don't know how it works and um well i looked into it a little bit it starts at the low price that they give well, yes, for sure. It starts at the low price because they don't they don't know. You know, they generally don't know. But some of the stuff they're appraising for a hundred grand. Yeah. Which is, you know, one of the um Skyway, you know, buckets or Reasonable. whatever. <laughs> totally worth it. Right. Because they're not making <laughs> it again. They put a tarp over it and live in it, so it could be my house. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude, for sure. But that's the thing about, about auctions. They're collectibles. Yeah, exactly. They will never make these again. Mm-hmm. And if you're super into it and you got the cash, Do this it. is the only way you're yeah. ever going to be able to afford it. So I, right. I love the fact that it's it, it just brings all of this stuff to the people. Whereas before, you know, you get the diehard, like the people with the pins or whatever. Like people are so nuts about it. People are nuts about this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it makes me want to save everything I have that is Disney and keep it in excellent condition. Totally. But, I mean, yeah. these are tickets. These are maps. These are, like, everything. My grandma has done that. I got she an has, annual pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vintage 2015. Vintage annual pass. I mean, there's things like original attraction posters. 
Oh, they had some costumes, uh, some 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 yeah. cast member costumes that I was like, I would every every Halloween. Yeah. Every oh, Halloween, sure. I will be the lady that works at the Haunted Mansion. So, like, for example, they're praising a, a Club 33 uh, cast member jacket, oh. uh, uniform, I guess, for uh, three to 500 bucks. Oh. Here's Mike right here. Mike, are you with us? I'm with you. Hey, man, how are you? Good, man, how are you? Perfect, perfect, man, just hanging out. Uh, we were just talking about, uh, about your gallery, man. <laughs> we're just looking through the online catalog and kind of blown away by it. Oh, cool. I got one in front of me, too. Yeah, I love it. It's a lot of fun. I love this stuff. Oh, it's 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 exciting, man, and and so I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure things are moving pretty fast over there, but uh, you know, I appreciate you uh, spending time with us a little bit here. Oh, no worries, man. Uh, so a couple things I just wanted to get out of the way. How long has your gallery been open? Uh, twenty one years. Wow. How do how do you get it? How does somebody uh, get into the business that you're in? Uh, you know, I, I mean, you, uh, <laughs> it seems like a. It's a, I found somebody's wallet one day. I'm serious. <laughs> I found a guy's wallet and he sold animation cells. That, he had a business card in there. Really? And when I, yeah, that's it. And when I, when I took him back his wallet, he gave me some animation cells as a thank you. And that was really, he was just setting the hook, you know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a lifetime collector. So I just started collecting animation cells so much so that this guy started sending people to me when they were looking for stuff he didn't have, you know, and then it just blossomed from that, and that was it. First one's free, wow. man. Wow. First one's yeah. always free. Wow. Exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Yeah. You know what, kids? If you're listening, if you find a wallet, make sure you rummage through it. <laughs> you never know where, right. where it'll take exactly. you. Exactly. So, uh, looking on your site, it, it it does look like you you primarily focus on animation cells. We that's that's how we began. Yeah, I've I've always liked animation. Always been into it. So, and I had just moved to Los Angeles. I, you know, when I found that guy's wallet, I knew what cells were, and, and so it just was, I said, oh, my God, I got to have them. But, yeah, so it started as animation, and then we sort of blossomed into doing uh, Disney Anna, Disneyland stuff, and we do some cool art shows and things like that. Is uh, is the Disneyland aspect just because you happen to be local to the park, or is it because uh, you, you have a, a love of, of Disney? Oh, I just, I think it's because I have a love of Disney. I, yeah. uh, I'm from the East Coast, but... Uh, my grandparents lived out here. We come out and see them every year. So every year I got to go to Disneyland, you know, as far as I can remember. And, uh, so it was pretty cool. And, uh, so I was, I was hooked from the beginning and still when you go there, you know, it brings back great memories when you have those experiences as a kid, it's, it's a pretty cool park. So, so, so that's kind of, uh, uh, I don't know. It, it leads me to think that you're selling some of the stuff that you saw as a, as a kid, like you're almost, Absolutely. you're almost auctioning off the part of your childhood. Sure. Oh, yeah. I see things that come through here uh, from collectors and I go, oh, my God, you know, I remember that. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time, especially with, you know, we have a couple ride vehicles in this auction. And, you know, I, I know yeah. these rides. I remember riding on them. So I go, holy cow, you know, when no one's around, I, I still go sit in these vehicles and pretend I'm riding on them. So oh, anyway. That's awesome. Wow. That's yeah, I would I would I think I would just shut the gallery down and just <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to take my my all of my meetings in the Skyway bucket. <laughs> yeah, no, I sit in the Space Mountain car, you know, it plays the soundtrack oh. from the ride. I put my oh, hands no. up in the air, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the interns are like, "Uh-oh, Mike's lost it." Yeah, exactly, yeah. Is this an annual auction? Is it once a year? Well, this is this is the second one we've ever done. Okay. Uh we did we did one in February. Uh, that was one guy's collection. It was pretty amazing. And uh, we did it and it got a really great response. And then other collectors came to me, of course, and said, hey, you know, I have stuff. I have stuff. And I said, wow, you know, we better do another one. And I think we'll probably end up doing at least one a year, maybe two. It just all these auctions. It depends on what shows up. You know, uh, you just need 
some special pieces in there to, yeah. to make it work, you know? So, well, I have a question about that. So, um, does everything that makes it to you actually make it into the auction? Or are there things that are not good enough or not possibly, right? So maybe some things that are maybe too good. Well, <laughs> nothing's too good. Nothing's good. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, really. But no, the, uh, I mean, there are pieces uh, from the business standpoint, there are pieces that don't have enough value yet to put into an auction setting, you know, because of the, the cost of the catalogs and the photography and things like that. You know, we, we, we try to, uh, keep the what's in that catalog at a certain price although at the same time because being a collector i try to make sure there's stuff in there that's affordable you know a 50 dollars or a 20 dollars item honestly it costs me more to put in the catalog than that but it needs to be there because that's just it just needs to be in there right. but yeah there's plenty of stuff that doesn't quite make it i i mean we're we we're, we sit here and talk about it all the time because we have a lot of that stuff here from other collectors, and we say, well, what are we going to do with this, and how can we get it out to people? And, and it's still cool stuff, but uh, you know, I think we'll end up doing some like uh, mini mini sales along the way in mm. between these auctions is probably what we're going to end up doing. So. Well, is there anything that you see where you say, yeah, the public's never going to be able to bid on this. I'm going to buy this myself. Or is, it, or is that just frowned upon in the business? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm not well in the auction setting. I have to put it in the auction because people okay. can sign it. Okay. In my own gallery, you know, yes, when artwork comes in, I, I look through it first. Yeah, okay. and uh, pull. I say, oh, I got to have that for my collection. And 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 there are pieces that have come in that have been for sale. You know, attraction posters that I'll buy for my own collection. Absolutely, hundred percent. But when you bring it in for consignment, it has to go in the auction. Okay, uh, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. It sounds like uh, the gallery just kind of feeds your habit. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I like yeah, that. I, honestly, I opened it so that I could sell stuff, so I could buy more stuff. That was the whole idea behind it. You know, it was to build my collection. You know, Brilliant. it's a and numbers it's, game. It's a from that, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a pyramid scheme, and it's a, <laughs> a, that's but that's what happens. So. I love it. I love it, and that's exactly I think what what we would do. You know, if we uh, if we had the know how and. Uh, all that kind of stuff. I think that'd be, uh, I don't know, that'd be amazing. I think I'd be in the bad shape where I'm like, oh, another Disney thing? Oh, I'll just keep it. Yeah. And also like, <laughs> Take oh, wait it. a minute. I'm not making any money at all. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's like a very fine line between collector uh, and hoarder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I think I'm, I'm leaning towards the hoarder side. So <laughs> at least you're hoarding cool stuff. Yeah. It does yeah. Come up. yeah. So we, we have stuff. I have stuff in closets that I haven't seen in 20 years and I, I just can't get rid of it because. It's. I like to know that I have it. That's all. Yes, but I feel the same the way. Part. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I think my garage would be half as full as it is now if I could just let go of some stuff. But <laughs> I guarantee you, you have cooler stuff than I do. <laughs> yeah. Nah, like, I, I like all sorts of stuff. You know, I, I like the junk too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the you said that you you get a lot of your stuff from private collectors. Is that kind of where? All of it comes from, or do you have a direct relationship with the parks to, to get some of these things like the ride vehicles? No, they all come from private collectors. You know, there was a time, I I would say probably 20 years ago, when uh, Disneyland was selling some of these vehicles on eBay. They had like a Disney auctioneers or something going on on eBay, and they actually sold some of these ride vehicles. And whenever they would have a convention, they would have a special auction, they would throw a ride vehicle up there. Um, but other than that, that's the only t way I've ever seen them get out, honestly, uh, mm -hmm. is through just, just an occasional piece here and there. Right. But it hasn't, they haven't come out for a long time. The guys that have, that own these vehicles, he's owned them for quite a while. So. Do you have, uh, any sort of, um, I don't know, uh, relationship with people in the park to help you, pr uh, appraise certain things? 
I uh, you know, it's the appraisal part's not the hard part. The authentication part is. So oh, I yes. will call yes. people. I will call on people from the park sometimes, and say, hey, is this really that? You know, is this sign? Did this sign really hang there, or things like that? And and get that verification. You know. Plus, there's so many people on the internet that are helpful, and so many sites that have photos, old photos, which is a huge asset. You know, we can go through and find a photo of something that we actually have. Um, I, I just picked up a, a, a light from uh, Mark Twain, a lantern from the Mark Twain boat. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just going through photographs, looking for a good shot of it so I can match it up and things like that. And that's that's. Perfect. You know, the Internet's made it a lot easier, and, and people at the park uh, are very helpful with a lot of stuff. I think that would be one of the cooler aspects of this job Yeah, is researching if this Disney thing is really a Disney thing or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it, would be tons of fun. fun. Yeah, I have maybe I have maybe 2,000 photos here and slides, you know, that I picked up along the way just to, from people's personal collections, you know, when they were at the park. Their own pictures and their great references because they'll be standing in front of a sign or or a piece of fence or you know something that I go oh I've got that you know it's perfect <laughs> wow but where it, do you, oh sorry no go ahead Karen where do you get those photos from just different people or is there they, like a yeah, database they, you can go you, you find them at garage sales honestly oh you, wow uh, wherever wherever there's an estate sale if it's a California person believe me they went to Disneyland and got photos <laughs> yeah. I've always thought that because, you know, Taryn and I, uh, we, you know, we're married and we want to start collecting kind of Disney stuff, but we don't have, uh, we don't know what, you know, we're doing. And I've always had this thing in the back of my mind. Next time we go down to Disneyland, let's look in the newspaper for an estate sale hmm. and try sure. to find I- anything. I don't know, because you're right. You're, if you live in Southern California, you've been to Disneyland at least once. Right. And if Absolutely, you, and, if you're and you took a picture. You took a yep. picture, and that's a big deal. You right. know, that's that's what we look for. And if you're it's a the state... history of the park and pictures, because the park changes so much, it's great yeah. to have those old pictures around. So yeah, and if your estate is going on sale, you probably went to Disneyland a long time ago. Right. Yeah. right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly the way it is. You didn't have a question, Terrence? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. I right. thought you were gesturing to me. Like, anyway, um, is is it a pipe dream? You think, Mike, to like go to an estate sale and uh, and find the cool nugget of you know whatever? Like you see, you know, Storage Wars or American Pickers or, or the does that does, do these shows like that make your job harder? To be honestly, I think sometimes it makes people think their stuff's worth more, but it doesn't necessarily <laughs> make it make it harder. I, it's amazing what's out there, you know, especially if you think about how many people worked at the park, because that's really those are the, the more key people where you'll find the, the most interesting stuff uh, or how many people bought souvenirs at the park over the years. I, I love souvenirs. So I love the old ashtrays and the old plates and stuff like that. I think they're really cool. And so, uh, yeah, that stuff is real findable, you know, and and a lot of times a piece will come in and I'll say, I can't believe this was, you know, I've never seen this before. A lot of that happens. So. That's when it gets hard because then I, I do want it for myself. <laughs> is there a favorite item in this upcoming auction that you have? Is there a favorite item in this auction? There probably is. Let me think for a second. I have to come. There, there's a lot of good stuff in this auction. There is so a I, lot of good things in this auction. <laughs> I was joking earlier that I'm I into want, the draw, I want all the original like drawings and concepts. I think are really cool. Yeah, I want all um, of the teacups. All of them. <laughs> oh, aren't those cool? Those are beautiful. They're they have beautiful gorgeous. graphics on them. You know, see, I like the ashtrays. I think those are really cool. And there's a, a little bottle of pixie dust that was sold at a pharmacy in. Uh, there was an Upjohn Pharmacy on uh, Main Street that sold actually sold vitamins and things. 
and they had like uh, prescription pixie dust, and that's a pretty cool piece. That's uh, awesome. A bottle of that in there. That's a lot of great stuff, and I love the attraction posters. I think they're just stunning. Yes. They're really, really stunning. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Like so, do you know, uh, you know, from the private collectors, how 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 do people in the private sector get? These things. Like how do you acquire a, an attraction poster from Alice in Wonderland? Because to me, if I worked at Disneyland, I would just take all of the things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you know, the fortunate thing is, especially with attraction posters, is that uh, a lot of these posters they only made 200 of. They do a run of 200 because they were silk screened. You know, some they would mm. go back and redo. But the cool thing was when the park first opened in the 50s and 60s, they sold those posters at the park for like a buck or, you know, I think it was a buck 50. You could buy a poster at the park. Huh. And so they are out there. You know, it's just a matter of searching them down. And employees did pick them up, I think, over time. I found a guy who worked at a travel agency where Disney would send these posters to the travel agency to put them up in their windows, you know, and he kept all the posters. Oh, wow. I mean, they do they do surface, not as often as we'd like. And there's some posters we, you know, uh, that collectors have that I think they're probably one of a kind. Or the only ones we know that exist. Uh, and so, I mean, and there's one in this auction, uh, the Flying Saucers, and two of them actually. The Flying Saucers and the Flight to the Moon are extremely rare posters. I can think of maybe three or four of each that are around that I know of, and that's it. Um, wow. They're just really rare posters. Wow, that'd be cool. Flight to the Moon poster in your house? That would be amazing. I want all of them. I want like a giant long hallway, and I want to put them all up. <laughs> Get you. I know. You know. I, I want bigger ceilings. I, I mean, I understand <laughs> right. that completely. One of my favorite things in your in your catalog, you have a, an Indiana Jones animatronic figure, left hand. <laughs> yeah, just, just left hand. That's right. That was a hand he didn't use. He was right handed, and that's why we got <laughs> right. And uh, he's right handed now. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a really cool piece. That and there's a a head, an animatronic head in there that's mm. incredible. Uh, it's actually from Tokyo Disneyland, but the animatronic portion, the mechanical portion, is the same thing they've used since the beginning. You know, the technology has changed, but the actual frame and everything is the same. Just how they move it has changed, and that's a pretty incredible piece. I've never seen one of those offered before. Yeah, no, that's, that's so cool. It looks creepy, man, with the uh, the the robotic frame and all the solenoids and whatever, and the, the eyes, and then the, the <laughs> no, teeth, the I love. I wanted to gums. put it on the cover. I wanted to put it on the cover, but I got mixed. <laughs> I by think the you would have freaked a bunch of people out, man. <laughs> That's exactly it. They said it was too creepy. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> well, it, it's cool and creepy. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, hey, man, maybe your target audience would appreciate that. Uh, we but, hope so. Somebody will appreciate it. I yeah. hope so. We'll but with no context, I think it was just uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. I think they they did the right uh, the right movie. Yeah, there's the uh, the Space Mountain ride cars, man. Yeah, those are pretty incredible. This guy, most of the time, if somebody owns a ride car, you buy it on an impulse, and then you don't know what to do with it. I mean, <laughs> well, it's an eight hundred. That car's like eight or nine hundred pounds. You know, and what do you do with it? I mean, uh, you put it in storage. But this yeah. guy. He uh he restored it, you know. He he padded the seats so that you could sit in it comfortably. Uh, they already had a sound system. They already had speakers, so he <laughs> wired the speakers so you could play the soundtrack from the ride. Wow. Or you can hook a TV up to it so you can use it as like a seating area in your home theater. You That's know, it's amazing. actually that is so smart. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a functional piece. That's what I liked about it. So I thought That's really cool, you know. Wow. So, so I, I I thought it was really neat. You just get like a fifty-inch TV, put it right in front, oh. download a ride a, a ride-through video. I mean, exactly. I'd never leave my house. Oh, you no. could like make a like a track that moved along with it. You could just, yeah. Let's just, just buy yeah. the Star Tours just ride. Star it's Star fine. Tour. Four million dollars later, we have a functional <laughs> that, space mountain in our is house. Is that uh, 
car different than what they have now? Is it is the design? Yeah, different? they've changed. I think that I, you know, I, I think now they're uh, they're a little bit wider and a little bit longer. I believe they they've, mm. they've changed the design over the years with all the cars. I think pretty much at Disneyland, except for some of the classic rides, they've all been revamped for. Mm. Uh, for the size of the people that get in for, them, and for uh, growing Americans, for, yeah. <laughs> for growing Americans, we have a sky a Skyway car, and I think I forget what the weight limit are is on it, but the four people in it would have to all weigh about 150 pounds, or the, I think you'd probably <laughs> fall through the bottom of it. Yikes! Yeah, that may be why it was total? taken out because it was. Yeah. <laughs> was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see buckets flying down, <laughs> fall from the sky nowadays. Make it a rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also I like the uh, uh, another thing that caught my eye in here is the uh, the enchanted tiki room flower boat. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really uh, really cool. Those are there's that. There's also a shield from around the fountain. Those are those yeah. are really cool. Yeah. And, and that when the ride got revamped, those were sent down to the Polynesian Resort in Florida, hmm. and that's where they resided until the, that resort was redone. And then they got you know trashed or somebody bought them obviously or, or bought this one we actually had one in the last auction too we had two and those are uh two of the boats from there so i guess that's what amazes me that that there are people out there who are kind of you know connected with the parks in some way to to know that these things are in the garbage or being sold or uh, absolutely know, I, I don't know how they get out into the stream here now, I don't even know that either, but it, is, it amazes me too. What, what, what's showing up, I go, wow. And a lot of it, uh, a lot of times when they revamp these rides, you know, the guys who are working the construction or whatever, they ask, they say, hey, can we yeah. take this stuff? Because they're throwing it away, and, and sure enough, they can take it. It, it seems like, uh, especially the early stuff, we have a lot of stuff from Peter Pan's uh, uh, flight uh, uh-huh. that, that a guy who went in, they actually tore that out and redid it uh, in the early 70s, and uh, he, he picked up quite a you know, wow. few little pieces little plants and little props and things and that's that's really cool one of, they didn't care it was all going to the trash one of the only times i, I wish I, I could work in construction was when they gutted club 33 in disneyland uh-huh. and uh, revamped it and you know made it quote-unquote better um but like i imagine all that wood paneling mm-hmm. all sure. the all the stuff in there is just is just gone and i yeah. saw that you have a, a couple of items from the old club 33 in your collection yeah. which are are awesome but uh, we have a friend who works at the park, and I'm like, dude, I'm sure these construction workers are taking some of the stuff, right? He goes, yeah, unfortunately, that's that's what happens. Yeah, wall fixtures, things like that. It's it's going to be thrown out anyway. It's scrap, and so they definitely take it. And I think we've got a sconce from from uh, Club 33 in this auction, which is pretty cool. And we had a table and chairs in the last auction that was pretty cool, also. But uh, yeah, that that all goes out, or it goes, you know, a lot of this stuff is offered to employees also uh, through mm. a store at Disneyland. A lot of the smaller stuff. And so they have a chance to buy it also, I think. And that's where a lot of this stuff comes from nowadays, yeah. the more renovations. So. You even have a 16-millimeter a, a film of the uh, one of the guys in the singing tombstones <laughs> in, the ha- in the Haunted Mansion. I, that is so cool. And actually, I made a mistake on that. It's not just one of the guys. It's all four of them. Wow. But whoever had it just spliced it together. Instead of having all these individual ones, they're all spliced together on this one reel. But you could separate it, and you'd have actually the uh, each one's... Uh, Thing. It's pretty cool. I mean, wow. it's, it's really neat. There's a lot of great Haunted Mansion stuff in this auction. There's oh, there's glass a... slides. There's some glass slides for uh, the changing portraits. Yeah. That are, uh, those are incredible. Taryn and I have already had this conversation about giving me a budget. <laughs> um, <laughs> see, I have this weird fantasy of opening a bar, oddly enough, and uh, and having weird, like, uh, old films and old movies playing and, you know, silently on TVs in the background. This would be perfect for that. Yeah. Well, then you need it. You need to get it now. Just a you know. <laughs> so yeah, like 
the building blocks of the bar. That's perfect. Yeah. See, this is what and this is what I would show investors. I would go, okay, just sit here, and uh, you know what Watch is it? The- Maybe like a three minute. Three minute clip times four or whatever, fifteen minutes. You can make themed drinks. <laughs> you're on. You're on the way right now. This is getting. It's getting better all the time. You want to invest, don't you, Mike? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna need one car from the people mover. Right. 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 <laughs> See, the people mover, space mountain vehicle. We'll get it all going. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I did think it would be. It'd be cool to have a place that kind of has the animatronics in it. Maybe kind of like the Rainforest Cafe, although that looks a little weird. But uh, or like themed like the Haunted Mansion, or how cool would it be to have Disneyland souvenirs, like a bunch that of this stuff in cool. it, man? I think yeah. it'd be uh, that'd be rad. So I in the pricing in the catalog, you know, I know you have a range of stuff. Um, how does that how does that work? What does that what does that range exactly mean? I just it was me guessing okay. when I'm sitting there doing it. I'm stressed out. I'm putting the catalog together. Oh, this is worth too. Mostly right now. It's just based on what I've seen other stuff sell for. Most of the pieces in this auction, uh, the opening bids are actually below those prices. Um, and But that's where I think they'll land. That's where we just, it's just sort of an estimate of where we think they're going to land price-wise. Okay. But they could go, I mean, obviously they could go over, right? Depending on they could go over. what people want. But see, I'm the optimist. I hope they all go over. But, you know, <laughs> as, you, the buyer, as the buyer, I hope some of them stay under, you know. So right. Right. <laughs> Dude, on page 151, I'm looking at here, uh, I believe it's, what, number 359, 358, that kind of thing. The Vintage Enchanted Tiki Room cast member clothing. Yeah. That's great stuff. <laughs> yeah, from like that, And that stuff is really popular, I hate to tell you. That stuff, every, that's just, it's great stuff. The hostess I mean, you can make dresses. your own shirts with the fabric. I mean, you can do whatever you want with the stuff. <sighs> they to sell the fabric in the... In when the, in the early '60s, they didn't have a super lot of merchandise. They were always looking for stuff to sell, hmm. and the fabric's actually designed by Imagineers. You know, the the this is actually by Raleigh Crump, and and so uh, hmm. they sold the fabric right there at the park. It was pretty cool. That's so cool. That's crazy. That's, I like the patches. It's so foreign. The patches are nice. Uh, is is there anything that you uh, have noticed? You know, if you go to the park, uh, anything that you see for sale now, where you're like, you know, in ten years. That could be uh, that could be worth something. Anything more I should be on the lookout for? Trying yeah, make, I don't know. I, 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 you have to look for the really odd piece because now that you know everybody's gotten real wise on this stuff, and uh, <laughs> it's more. There's too many manufactured collectibles there for me. Uh, yeah. But at the same point, you know, I I would never go into the Disney Gallery uh, because I said, oh, you know, this is all manufactured collectibles. I don't want these limited editions. Oh. But now, you know, these limited editions are actually in this auction because they've become so popular. You know, yeah. in, the, in the back, you'll see a lot of the Disney gallery stuff and the Disney gallery all of a sudden has been there for, or was there for almost 30 years, you know, and, is and this, it's gotten uh, pretty popular. Is this insider training like that? Like, <laughs> like that, yeah. Let's You're not recording this, are you? No, no, no. no, no. 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 This is all pre-show. Uh, we'll be distributing hey. people. No. You're good. You're good. Don't even worry about it. Don't yeah. even... Good. Uh, let me ask you a question that you may or may not know the answer. I don't know. But uh, lithographs and, and these kind of things, I, I've always wondered what the, um, uh, I don't know, the hierarchy, I suppose, of of valuables are right so you got the actual original artwork which is you know probably thousands of dollars and then you do lithographs or prints or whatever at what point are, are you just buying it because you like the artwork and it's not really going to go up in value at all Does that well the sense? safe thing to do is always just buy it because you like the artwork yeah but I, I i think it uh the originals of course are the best because they're one of a kind everything else is, is sort of manufactured to be a collectible and the only thing that's going to drive the value up is its popularity and its demand 
and that can change with the buyer. The, mm. the great thing about Disneyland is it's pretty ageless. You know, uh, I went there as a kid. I'll take my kids there. They'll take their kids there. So there's generations of buyers that identify with something at Disneyland. Now, so what we try to do is is aim things towards those generations of buyers. It doesn't work with a lot of other collectibles like it does with Disneyland. You know, a lot of people don't know who Woody Woodpecker is anymore or the Flintstones even because that's a different age generation of of buyer. So uh, with Disneyland, it's a a pretty ageless. And eventually, I think what you buy now at the park, you may have to wait 20 or 30 years, but eventually it's going to have its its generation of buyers. So Hmm. that's how you have to think about it. See, Taryn, (laughs) I'm not just buying useless stuff. It belongs in a museum. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> something like that well, according to mike not something everything does. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah not everything does man uh what are your uh i know uh bev asked you already like if you have any personal favorites but uh you had mentioned before where where people will come in and they give you something and you're super surprised that it's still exists in the world do you have any uh anything that kind of just blew your hair back a little bit in that realm in in this auction, it, it's uh, some yeah. a couple of the attraction posters blew me away. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't believe they're around. And then uh, I'm thumbing through here myself. I like the <laughs> tickets a lot. Uh, as you mentioned, some of the patches I think are really cool. There's there's a bowling shirt with a a bowling team patch. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, they had a they had a skeet shooting club. I mean, who knew? I mean, it's just uh, all sorts of little employee things I really like. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of it in there. There is something endearing about the employee-only stuff. Yeah, no, it's really, really cool stuff. I yeah. mean, it's it's really pretty hip and and uh, fun, and it just seems special. Like I think. Yeah, you're. you're oh, I love the remote control boat from uh, the Disneyland Hotel. I think that's a killer piece, and um, and I just just some great stuff in here. There's a yeah. cap in here. One guy brought me a cap. It's called a Kepi cap. It looks like a little uh, hard hat, and. Uh, he had gone to the park in 1956, and he bought the cap himself as a little kid, and he brought it in with pictures of himself at the park wearing it in 1956. <laughs> wow. And and I that just sort of blew me away. I mean, the Kepi caps show up, but to have this documentation of when he bought it and you know, these pictures of him in the park, it was just really, really cool. And uh, so I thought that was a really nifty piece. Yeah. Um, I just had a question. So I, looking through the catalog, I noticed that – like the Jack Skellington mask, uh, you have it estimated, at, I think, between like uh, thirty and 40000 or something like that. And then yeah. like then there's some other things like the Main Street bench that's like five to ten. Are there – I guess my question is like are there different attractions that you notice like take in a lot more money for their for their items than others? I think it's, it's more – well, I do think there is something like – I think the Haunted Mansion is extremely popular, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean – extremely popular i think anything from those rides seem to go crazy but it's also what it is that that head from jack is such a kind of rare piece that i doubt we'll ever see another one ever gotcha you know? the benches which are i love the bench that's another one i really like because you can do something with it you know yeah <laughs> uh, yeah you can you can sit on it and uh but uh it's so <laughs> cool <laughs> it's so good looking and when you sit on it you go oh yeah this is what it feels like to sit on a bench at disneyland I mean, it's, it's <laughs> It's right there. It's a it's a memory. Your butt. It's a butt memory. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a cool piece, and it's valued at where it should be. There's more than one of those around, and I, I uh, 
uh, so it's valued a little bit less. But that Jack Skellington head from the Haunted Mansion, even though it's fairly recent, if you think about it in Disneyland history, that's just a killer piece. I mean, it really yeah. has a lot for it. So. I'm looking through your uh, your your animation, and you have sleeping, you know, stuff from Sleeping Beauty. You have uh, some Pluto drawings, Peter Pan, um, uh, and then you get into you know Hanna Barbera. It's not just you know Disney. There's the Jetsons, and there's some Flintstones in here. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. St- no, there's no Jetsons in there. What are you looking at? Yeah. What catalog? Oh, well, are you on my website or in yeah, the catalog? I'm on the I'm on your website. Okay, I switched it up me. on you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. What? Oh, the Disneyland Jetsons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, those ones. Yeah, they were yeah, in Tomorrowland. In, on the website, for sure, we try to have something from every studio. You know, um, it's always Disney is always the strongest seller. It goes back to that whole generational thing, you know, yeah. that, that gets passed on. But we try to have the whole history of animation on that website if we can. So we pull in a lot of stuff like that. Dude, you and have... in the catalog, you have Sleeping Beauty and things like that, mm. uh, pieces that were actually sold at Disneyland because they sold animation there. So yeah. That's a... Uh, and you have that's stuff like a, from uh, one of my favorite cartoons, is the X Men cartoon. You know it. <laughs> oh yeah, my that's, god! I love it. it right now. Just what you always wanted. Hey, <laughs> what, you always what is it? Wanted. Who is it? Phoenix. Phoenix is so hot. We. we, we <laughs> oh man, Tom and Jerry. Anything, man. You got a lot of stuff. That's awesome. So the people oh, yeah. who who take part in this uh, auction, um, is it some? I mean. What am I trying to? I I'm know. sorry. What am I trying to ask? You're doing good. Though. <laughs> I know I what know. I'm thinking. Are I just can't get it, it to come. Is it live? Is it online? No, that's not what I mean. So the the donors that you have that are contributing to the auction are they some of the people that are partaking in the auction and maybe trading things out and getting new stuff? Did it? Did that make sense? Did I do it? So if someone is if someone puts their <laughs> their item up for consignment, are they also showing up to possibly buy something? That someone else put up for consignment. Yeah, that's exactly. I think what I'm uh, to I know that the uh, the poster collector for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's looking at other posters that are in this auction for himself. Uh, one of the big poster collectors. And you know what? Listen, if you're a collector, you always collect. So you're always looking for something. So sure, they'll be here to see their stuff go off. But if they see something they like and it's a good deal, I'm sure they'll buy it too. You know, this okay. is a. We get an interesting mix of collectors and non-collectors and just people who like the park who just want one piece or two pieces, you know, it's uh, and they'll come and pick up a glass or an ashtray or something cool. They're not necessarily collectors, but they just like the stuff, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, Terrence brought up a good point. How does the auction work for those of us who can't, uh, you know, who can't get down to your uh, to your site? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, well, there's many ways. Yeah, yeah, we try to cover all the bases. It's online. You mm-hmm. can, uh, it's on a website called iCollector.com, and you can actually – it streams live the day of the auction. You actually go there and look at stuff and bid on it now, but um, on the day of the auction, it actually streams live. There's video, and you can bid in real time as the lots come up. Um, and then uh, if you can't make it here, you we have on our website uh, forms you can fill out to be an absentee bidder. Just put in – bids on things pre-bid and the auctioneer will bid up for you or we'll even call you when lots come up you can be a phone bidder and that's wow. actually a great way to go where um <laughs> you tell lots you want to be called on and we actually call you on the phone and you bid live over the phone yes i want to do that oh, jason Man. is exploding oh, with yes. excitement right now <laughs> i wanted to go i wanted to have like one of the paddles and i put the paddle up real quick <laughs> yeah uh, you in the front, fifteen dollars. Yes, you in the front, fifteen dollars and fifty cents. Yes. Sure, it's not even worth them saying you in the front <laughs> yeah, for a fifteen dollar bid. Sir, sir, are you sure you're at the right sir, auction? We started the bidding at one hundred dollars. One hundred and one. I said fifteen. <laughs> oh, 
dear. So it sounds it's pretty fun easy. to be here. If you can be here, it's a really oh, great experience. I would experience. love to see this. Really wow, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, Mike, I, thank you, man. I, I, I appreciate the time. Oh, do you have another question, Terrence? No, no, no. Okay, this is your gestures. I don't know. You have the same gesture for everything. I was going to say, make sure you ask him the questions. <laughs> oh, I don't have those. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. All right, never mind then. Sorry. Sorry, Mike. Well, actually, you know what? Okay, look. You do it off the top of my head. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do it off the top of my head, Terrence. Well, no, here, we'll do this. So uh, <laughs> tell, them, tell them what we're talking about, Terrence. So um, when we have a guest, we always ask about five questions. Um, kind of not testing your Disney love, but kind of getting a gauge on where you are um, within the Disney realm and what you like and possibly what you what you don't like. All right. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but uh, Terrence reminded me that we usually do that, and now I don't even have. Yeah, I don't have the questions, man. I'm got, sorry. I, oh no, I got them right here. I was gonna say. Look at that. <laughs> I have. I have at least two in this little in this little thing right All here right. on my hip. Uh, Mike, are you ready for the the ears up? Uh, seven questions. Seven. All right, I'll give my best shot. Five, sure. Six, seven. Okay, here we go. Uh, what's your favorite Disney attraction? My favorite Disney attraction has to be. The existing or non-existing? Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Adventures through inner space. Ah, perfect. Ah. What's your least favorite? Oh, you know, it's. I hope it's everybody's least favorite. Uh, Small World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't applaud for that. <laughs> oh, best lead up to an answer ever, by the way. Yeah. Uh, pie-eyed Mickey or round-eyed Mickey? Uh, I go with round-eyed Mickey. Oh, uh-huh. interesting, yeah. interesting. From a collector, <laughs> even. Hmm. I, f- I would have thought, like, vintage would have been, uh, you know, more your speed. But um. oh, He has better personality. I like his personality when he's when oh. he's got the round eyes. That's uh, true. Good answer. Great answer, yeah. What old ride should they bring back to the parks? The People Mover. Yes. yes. Now, well, that that is a good ride they should have had back in the park. But, you know, again. Again, I'm an adventurous during a space guy, so I'll, I'll stick okay. with that. Yeah, you know, Taryn and I just went to Disney World for the first time, and, and we got to ride the People Mover because they actually have a functioning one somehow out there. It there was you go. It was fun. We did, I think we did it like three times. Yeah, there was no it's line. It's a date ride. It's a great date ride, It is too. a great <laughs> date ride. Well, we'll in, and, in fact, they, they, a lot of people who come to see this, they remember it, call it the People Maker. <laughs> if you don't mind putting on a show, I guess. Wow. <laughs> people Maker. That's really Alrighty funny. <laughs> Uh, what current ride should they remove from the parks? Uh, Tomorrowland. It's not a ride. They should just, just the whole redo, thing. redo the whole land. Yeah, it needs to be redone. Really? Oh, gee. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, I don't know that there's any. Uh, in the current parks, uh, maybe Monsters, Inc., one of those uh, yeah. older California Adventure blackout rides that really doesn't have a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who is your favorite Disney character? Everybody asks me that question. Do they? Yeah, and uh, I never have the I never have a good answer for that. But I would say for me, it's probably some minor character like uh, Figaro, you know, oh, the cat. Okay, uh, sure. Or minor like that, some cutesy character like that. <laughs> um, and last but not least, Mike, if you could travel back in time and meet Walt Disney, what would you tell him? <laughs> Stop smoking. <laughs> number one popular number answer. Number one man. answer. I love okay. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> everyone's like, what are you doing, well, man? Come kid, on. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Who kids, smokes anymore? Kids out there, um, after you rummage through the wallet so that you can have a future <laughs> in life, remember not to smoke. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 
Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Don't smoke. Well, Mike, you did it. You survived the, uh, the Ears Up <laughs> Fast 7, man. No worries, man. No worries. Uh, give me your website again real fast before we before we let you go, Mike. It is vegalleries.com, as all in right. Van Eaton Galleries, vegalleries.com. And all the information for the auction is there. Uh, and you can check out, you know, the animation and the other stuff also. And that's uh, so the Disneyland one is Saturday, November twenty first. And that's right. You might see me online. I really do want to go to one. Yeah. Maybe the next one he does, we'll, we'll plan a trip. Yeah. I'm not I, looking at you, Terrence. No, no, you never no, no, go. no, no. But if this is uh, ear sup related, it's like work related, then yeah, I can go. <laughs> sure. Yes. Good luck writing that off. <laughs> to pay for my ticket. <laughs> Mike, I appreciate it, man. Hey, anytime, man. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Mike. Thank you. Bye. All right, you guys. Take care. All right, man. Cheers. Bye. Nice dude. Yeah. That was a yeah. good interview. I really enjoyed that. That was fun. Yeah, I saw it online, man. I was like, I, I can't not, um, we can't not interview this yeah. guy. I mean, I, I've always, yeah. I've always wondered how these things happen and where you get all this cool stuff. I just man. am so jealous of his job because he just gets to be, or even if he doesn't get to take it home, he just gets to be around all of that cool stuff all the time. And yeah, like, right. for sure. For sure. Whatever. You could turn one Rude. of the people movers into a bed. <laughs> Look at Bev trying to justify. I completely agree with right? you. Yeah. I could just, I, in my mind, I, I hear Bev going to Sam. Like, so I bought us a bed. <laughs> oh, really? Huh? Uh, well, we could, you know, our old one, uh, uh, it's $100,000. <laughs> Sam, Sam, wake up, Sam. <laughs> yeah. So, have you guys ever heard of the show um, Hollywood Treasure? No. I've made you watch it, so you've Are they heard talking of it. about Marilyn Monroe? No, Hollywood no. Treasure is the one where, like, they, they they go, this guy goes around and he tries to find all these things to auction off. He has okay. his own auction. Well, I was, um, I looked up Mike while we were on the phone with him, yeah. and he wasn't, he, this guy called in to him to get, like, some special Disney stuff? Not Disney stuff, but authentication. Um, authentication, yes. Oh. Oh. Okay. Nice. Uh, that was cool. I was like, oh, I, I watched that show. <laughs> like, I know him. <laughs> sort of. Good story. <laughs> uh, no, do you have a thing for us? Uh, yeah. Okay, not yet, though. Here, let me put it in the oh, show notes. Oh, okay. Because we, uh, we're about to do some Disney news, and then we'll do some... Or should we do feedback? Should we go back to the beginning and let's do that first? The, yeah. All right, yeah. let's, all right, let's do that. Let's pull it back. Um, so, okay, we talked about churro shirts. Uh, this is back to the beginning, everybody. Um, yeah, everyone's doing some Christmas shopping now. Don't forget to go to earsup.com or earsuppodcast.com, rather, and get our Amazon link. Bookmark it so you don't have to go back to our weird website. You know, and do all your Christmas shopping through our Amazon link. It, it really helps us promote the show. Yes, Barbara, I'm go a ahead. dummy. Yeah. I go back every time and go to earsup.com. Do you really? <laughs> no. And then I click the link and no. then I so buy the things. So do I. Am I the... <laughs> Am I the only one who... Uh, okay. I just don't no. ever use my bookmarks. I don't either, and I'm oh, actually really? always a little nervous that they're not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust no. the technology. I no. wish it said somewhere. No, 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 no. Not that the bookmark's not going to work. That's going to work fine. I don't uh, trust that oh. it's going to get your... Oh, okay. the, got it. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. No, yeah that that's, makes sense. I, I got that. See, that's a... Che- in your face. All right. <laughs> Um, our good friend Pushy Jack, who did our audio, he's a, he's a good friend of ours. Uh, he has a, a, an Etsy site. You go to Etsy.com and search Push Eject, 
one word, and what it is is the uh, uh, the uh, night before Christmas inspired little skulls or foam skulls or whatever. I know Halloween has passed, but the beauty of Nightmare Before Christmas is it comes all the way into Christmas. So mm-hmm. you can still decorate your uh, your house with uh, these lovely little skulls. So hit Pushy Jacktop over there. And then uh, the lovely Lulu Gumshoe, who uh, did our uh, awesome churro shirt design. She has a cool little shirt for sale. Uh, tpublic.com, and you can search uh, Beer Me. Uh, and it's a cute little uh, drawing of a, a beer bottle. I still need to buy one of those. Yeah. I'm like the worst if friend If you're ever. listening live, they were on sale yesterday for $14. I'm not sure if they still are right now, but oh. you can check. Uh, Taryn, feedback. Um, this first one is from Cliff. I was in Walt Disney World the same week as you all. So I think he's talking about you and I, Jason. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is, Taryn. <laughs> yes, thank you for the clarification. You make it worse by commenting on my clarification. <laughs> anyway, I was in Walt Disney World the same week as, as you all. Needless to say, we had a wonderful time as always. After listening to episode 51 and a few previous episodes, I don't understand how you can trash Walt Disney World because you were unprepared and misinformed. That upgrade to club level just sounds horrid. How dare them? Your continuous whining about the fact that it's not Disneyland has led me to remove your show from my podcast uh, my podcatcher app. I suggest you keep your high horse in California and leave the magic, the most magical place on earth to the rest of us. Wow. <laughs> Love, Cliff. <laughs> Love, Cliff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was on our uh, actual comment left on our page. Yeah, I saw that. And, he's uh, a little mad. Yeah, so I, I replied to him, and I'm not going to, to, to read it. If you're, if you're interested, you can go to the blog, and it's in the podcast, and you can read it, and it's all there. But uh, I don't really know what Cliff was uh, on. Well, also, um, I I want to note that, like, I'm not sure what he's talking about with the club level. All we did was praise it because I... Right. So, yeah, I don't know I what he was... I he's confused. I don't know what he was talking about, um, but uh, we didn't really uh, we didn't really go off on anything that would warrant somebody to not enjoy the show. Uh, the only thing we really complained a whole lot about was the weather. And yeah. uh, so I don't understand where he goes off and says uh, that we were unprepared and misinformed. We were as about as informed as we could be for the last past you know, previous six months. <laughs> we did a lot of research. We figured it all out. Sorry, bro, but Walt Disney World is confusing, and it's hard to plan a vacation for. And there's tons of articles that actually support this fact. If it was super simple, there wouldn't be the need for travel sites to write bl- books. We had uh, uh, Christy on the show who yeah. wrote a book about it. <laughs> you think there's not there's not a book about writing a uh, you know how to plan for a Disneyland vacation because it's simple. You go to one park, and that's it. <laughs> You know, there's no travel. There's no buses. There's no monorails and all this kind of wonky stuff. You hated the traveling between parks also. I hated it. I hated it with a passion. But look, we had a good time. I would go back. (laughs) Um, I I don't know if anybody was on a high horse. Um, And as far as the club level thing, uh, we paid for that, bro. We didn't uh, didn't, uh, get, you know, the only hookup we got was... At Disneyland, oddly enough, <laughs> which only further reinforces my point that Disneyland has better cast member to uh, guest interactions than Disney World. Sorry, that's just that's just what it is. It's my opinion. It was fact uh, the way we know it, and uh, you know, look, we're not the show for you. It sounds like, and that's fine. There's other there's other Disney podcasts out there. Um, well, know. if he was a true listener, he would know that we whine during every episode. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> So you know what, Cliff? Look, I you know sorry to see you go, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know do what uh, you know some of these other shows do and just kiss your butt because you don't like one of our opinions, man. Uh, it was a show about um, 
our uh, interaction. It was a show uh, about our opinion comparing the parks. And, uh, you know, sometimes people, you know, you won't like an opinion show. And that's that's okay. And um, I will, look, send me your email address or send me your physical address. I'll send you a box of Kleenex. <laughs> oh, jeez. Taryn, what's the next um, feedback? The next one is from Matt. Um, let me start by first congratulating all of you on 50-plus shows. Yay! <laughs> That's an awesome achievement, and I hope you stick around for years to come. Also, I'd like to congratulate Jason and Taryn on or their recent marriage. years to come. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. it's in the name of our... Yes, I okay, go ahead. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, I love listening to you guys, and I'm wishing you a happy life together. Hmm. I'm sending this feedback as a general note and not necessarily aimed at a specific episode. I started listening to you guys when you aired on your very first episode, and I've been a fan ever since. I spent most of 2014 deployed in Afghanistan and was unable to keep up, and I've just recently finished binge listening to all of your podcasts and am completely caught up and hungry for more. I, too, am an, I too am an East Bay native, and I also and I now reside in Salinas Valley area. Uh, I'm an avid Disneyland geek, as well as a beer lover, and try to go whenever possible. Uh, I find I'm able to uh, relate to each of you in some way, and I think it's great that we don't always see eye to eye. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to attempt to catch you on live stream in the future, as I'm um, constantly wishing I could chime in on some of the episodes. Please keep up the good work. And Jason, I enjoyed reading your response to Cliff regarding your Disney World episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, I thought that episode was very well done, and he obviously missed the boat somewhere. Yeah, it's true. Uh, your experiences in Walt Disney World mirrored my own from a few years ago, and I wish I had been able to send you guys some pointers before you went. Oh, well. Sorry if this is a little long-winded, but like I said, I'm a huge fan, um, and I would uh, love to participate in one of your next trivia games someday. Which we need to come up with some more of those. Yes, we what do. was his name? Fun. Uh, Matt, name? Matt. Matt C. Uh, Matt, first of all, thank you very much for your service, man. That's uh, that's awesome. Yes. And uh, if you go back over there, uh, stay safe, man. Yeah. And thanks for the feedback. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, you ready for some you ready for some things, Taryn? Sure. All right. Let me see if I can do this here. Here we I go. I was wondering the other day, how come they don't make, like, burger or taco or, like, burrito-flavored gum? Like, for dieting. <laughs> Doesn't it just make sense? I mean, why is it all minty and, like, fruity? Why, Like, I would eat a burger, a cheeseburger gum. You know what's really sad? <laughs> is that... <laughs> I was one time, I was wondering, I was wondering if it was possible, do you remember like the Gushers kind of thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. To make like one where the, like a chicken flavored one with like a little <laughs> bit of grease on the inside and have that be like a, a gum flavor as well. Yeah. I can't believe that we're on the same level here because I completely agree with you. I would eat I that would and then I wouldn't eat so many burgers. I completely agree with you. Thank you. I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Stinky breath. <laughs> Like nobody's trying to nobody's trying to like have taco bread. What did you do? You eat ten tacos? No, I'm chewing some Trident. Well, and then and then what would you what would you eat to like freshen your breath? More gum? Yeah. Oh. A different a different flavor. 
Yeah, then you, no, that's right. when you have the mint. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Taryn, what do I know, man? You can have spaghetti flavor. Go make a million dollars. I love you. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say to that. There's not really a whole lot to say. It's a really good idea. That's the problem. You know who had that idea? That's the problem. Who? Willy Wonka. Yes. Uh, the chat room is saying yeah. the same thing. Yep. Lulu is like, isn't Ooh. that a Willy Wonka thing? Yes, it was. It was. Um, yeah, so why aren't they doing it? Potato. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds well, that delicious. Was, that was entire TV dinners. Yeah, it in was a, in a in a candy. But but you're not sure that, that she was not just tasting it. But what it, she wasn't getting like the nutrients of the meal. It was just a flavored cup. There's got to be a way to do it. It's perfect. It's such a great idea. It's a beautiful idea. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> it kind of no. Does. You have to just not think about it too hard. <laughs> oh, it, it wouldn't. You wouldn't be tasting a hamburger for like. Five minutes because the the gum loses its flavor after like a minute. Yeah. That being said, I did have hamburger flavored potato, potato chips. chips, and that's what made oh. me think of it because they, they were delicious. Were no, no, bro, it was awesome. Oh. Really? It they tasted was, like a cheeseburger. It tasted like McDonald's all up in my face. Burger King, mm. Burger King, because yeah. it was charbroiled and <laughs> it, yeah, they had a charbroiled flavor. And Blobber brought them down from Canada. Okay. And you eat five of them and you don't want any more because yeah. look the burger flavor let's be honest it sits in your mouth right all of in your mouth in your mouth yeah yes um, <laughs> and it's uh, it's too much you have five or six or 10 handfuls and you're done <laughs> You should just eat those chips. Yeah, I know, but that's what made me think of it. Is like, okay, so I'm replacing a burger with chips. That's still not really that good, but if I could replace it with gum, done. Dentist is happy. My scale is happy. It's good. And then you have an actual salad for dinner. You just feel like you had yeah, a I burger. Get it. 100% on board. Yeah. 100%. Thank you. You yes. ready, Bev? All Whoa. about the tease. Sure. Start, there right. you go. Start a Kickstarter. We're going to continue our uh, our journey down the Main Street window, uh, the dedicated windows here. Um, and Beverly is up. Beverly. Beverly. Hi. Hi. I'm going to be talking about Roger Brogy. You sound like you wrote an essay in fourth grade. <laughs> I am. My essay can is you... what I did on my summer vacation. Can you use it? And in here a sentence, is where please? I will tell you about my summer vacation. About my A-B- summer vacation. Oh, you do. Good. <laughs> okay. So it's about uh, Roger Brogy, who is, uh, you know, I was saying earlier, I really enjoy doing these windows because I learned so much about people who I would, uh, I'd never heard of this guy. I didn't right. know who he was. Mm-hmm. It's, fanta- it's fantastic. So um, he was one of the original Imagineers at uh, Disney Imagineering or WED Imagineering, but whatever. Uh, he was born in 1908. Graduated from Mooseheart High School in Chicago, Illinois, in 1927. With a vocational with vocational machine shop training, he then moved to California and started working for Technicolor, and then eventually moved on to Disney, which I thought was kind of fascinating yeah. because it's not a college degree. Hmm. Because now Disney is all about that degree. If you're trying to be yeah. an Imagineer, like, yeah. don't oh. even try. <laughs> don't even don't think don't, about girl. it. Don't uh-huh. even get that. Go do the things. Right. <laughs> um. So what he was known for was uh, he was um. Where where is it in my notes? He was considered uh. Well, I don't know where it is, but it he was all about uh trains and and uh. Mechanical movements and uh. I'm failing. <laughs> So that had to be huge. That had to be huge with Walt. So, Walt yeah. so yes, this, sure. this is where I come. 
where I'm I'm going with this hot mess right now is um <laughs> he designed and built the train that was in Walt's backyard. Nice. In oh, 1949. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the, little, the little train. Yeah. The, right. little, the little. Okay. The little guy. All right. Um, in 1949, he built that. In 1950, he became the head of the uh, transportation department. <laughs> That's because <laughs> so, he built the president so like his he, toy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Walt was pretty impressed. Um, as plans for Disneyland in the early 1950s sort of came underway, uh, he oversaw the development of. The, the entire railroad system. He was in charge of selecting and refurbishing all of the train cars and the train tracks. Nice. Um, he designed the monorail and worked on it also, as well as the Matterhorn bobsleds. Um, oh. He was made a Disneyland legend in 1990, passed away in 1991. Mm. Oh. He received his uh, window on Main Street USA in 2007. Huh? And I actually know where this one is. <laughs> Yay. Perfect. It's above the magic shop on uh, on Main Street, right. and mm-hmm. it's uh, and it says "Can Do Machine Works, Mechanical Wonders, Live Steam Engines, Magical Illusions, Cameras." Roger Brogy, Shopmaster, Advisor to Magic Makers. Nice. And I found this really fun quote about him that I thought, because I mean, everything that I just said was pretty much the extent of all of the information. On the line about him. Right. There's not a plethora going on. Uh, But on, I don't remember what website, but there was a a little snippet written by one of his employees about him. And it's written by a man named Bob Gurr. Just some guy. Just some guy guy named Bob This this, this one guy (laughs) named Bob Gurr. Right. Yeah. Uh, And he talks about Roger, who was his boss. (laughs) He starts it out by saying, he was known as the Prince of Darkness of Disneyland. (laughs) Whoa. Wow. He had very little in the way of personality, a very brief manner of speaking, and a somewhat cold, formal manner. Typically dressed in business attire, almost like a... Now, I don't know this word. Vermonter? Mm, I don't know. V-E-R-M-O-N-T-E-R? Yeah, someone from Vermont. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's kind of what I thought it was. (laughs) Never heard it. Uh, Roger would leave folks a bit puzzled, since most studio people were very friendly. But everyone seemed uh, to be quite used to his style, except except for studio visitors. One time, a very outgoing automotive parts salesman greeted Roger with a cheery hello. Roger stared back expressionless. Oh, boy. <laughs> Something I said? No, that was just Roger. <laughs> f- kind of reminds me of Jason. <laughs> just kidding. A few months into building equipment for the new Disneyland, Roger asked me to accompany him on some outside business calls. The moment we drove off the studio lot, he became a chatterbox. All day as we made the round, story after story, unusual, I'm sorry, usually about studio characters and goofy stuff they all got away with. But once back on the lot, he clammed right up. Uh, I told the shop guys what a wonderful nonstop talker Roger was, uh, and they did not believe me at all. (laughs) They were like, that guy? No. Um, This experience taught me to fully appreciate Walt's unquestioning trust in anything Roger would do. The man had a knowledge and integrity of the highest standard. The end. Oh. That's good. That's cool. It was really nice. cool. It's a really, really good. it's very brief and to the point, but he, he, look, he did a lot of cool stuff. He did a lot of stuff. Built man. trains. Like, uh, oh, I did leave out that um, in Disney World, engine number three mm-hmm. is named after him. Oh, that's cool. 
forgot that part. That's neat. Uh, Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Um, I think Terrence is right. A Vermonter is someone from Vermont. (laughs) It's also a train, like an Amtrak train. But uh, apparently... Well, he did like trains. See, there you go. He he was dressed like a train. (laughs) I don't think that was it. I don't think they were saying he dressed like a train. Vermont are just formal. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know if I've ever met anybody from Vermont. Uh, Chad. No, he's Connecticut. No, he's Connecticut. Where is Vermont? (laughs) Like it's, 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 above, it's above Ohio. <laughs> March in the past, the present, and future with all the news that's fit to cover. It's the ears of Disney News. Oh. It's between Nevada and and uh, and you know Florida. No, it's not. Sure it is. Mm. We got some cool Disney news here. The big one. This is this is about sport. I don't really sport, but this is about sport. Um, Disney's chief shot caller, Robert Iger, is now leading the push yep. to oh. develop a professional football stadium in Carson, creating speculation that Disney might want to get back into the game of sports. Iger, whose contract as chairman and chief executive with Disney ends in 2018, was appointed to head the proposed stadium project to house the San Diego Chargers and the Oakland Raiders in Carson, wherever that is. As non-executive chairman of Carson Holdings, the two NFL teams' joint venture, Iger will function as strategic leader on the project, hire a president, and work with Carson officials. He will also provide the vision for the fan experience, including stadium design. Iger's involvement in the project is his personal capacity and does not involve Disney. But the Burbank media giant's record in developing blockbuster family entertainment prompted experts to speculate how Disney could benefit from this. Because Disney owns ESPN, it's possible the all-sports channel would develop new content with the NFL teams. Disney could also reach out to football fans with package details to visit Disneyland and Disney California Adventure Park. Disney's history with professional sports has not been stellar. They paid $50 million in 93 to launch the Anaheim Ducks after the success of the movie, The Mighty Ducks, of course. But the NHL team became a big money drain for Disney, losing about $28 million in 2004 alone. And $12 million in 2002-2003 when the team reached the Stanley Cup final. They reached the finals and Absolutely. still lost millions of yeah. dollars. <laughs> Stupid ducks. Probably went to Solani's diving record and whatever. <laughs> it's Kings County, man. <sighs> Disney sold the franchise in 2005 for $75 mil. Forbes valued the franchise at $365 mil in 2014. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so um, Robert Iger is... Um, this means a couple things. Number one, Carson is somewhat inner city in L.A. Okay. Um, it means that the Raiders and the Chargers will most likely be moving. Um, the other deal that was on the table was to build a stadium in Inglewood, and the St. Louis Rams would move back to L.A. and go there. Uh, but Iger is actually going to be, I believe he is the um, either CEO or the managing partner for the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when his contract runs out with Disney, if he doesn't pick it up, he will have a stake um, as an owner in one of the teams and then make money off of the other team for the revenue from the stadium. Ah, got it. Yeah, because his contract's out in 2018, yeah. so he's got to do something. Yeah. It reminds me of Ray Donovan. You ever seen that show? It's rad, but it, there's a whole... Anyway, uh, this is a cool... Uh, you're a techie guy, right, Terrence? Yes, I am. Disney is developing a smartwatch to know what you're touching. What? What? Yeah. So uh, some smartwatches know your heart rate and some know your location, but do any know what appliance you're using or what door you're opening? No. A new new device from Disney Research and Carnegie Mellon University does just that, then gives intelligent feedback suited for just that item or place. 
For example, on touching the office door at the end of the day, the watch could remind you to pick up groceries on the way home. When you touch the stove at home, it can pull up a timer app or steps in a recipe that you wanted to follow. That watch be all for my business. <laughs> Get out, dude. Yeah, that... That's actually kind of interesting because I know the iPhone does it by location. Yeah. That's interesting, but that'd be great for the blind. Be fantastic for the blind. Unless it tech, unless it's a text that you're reading. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a watch. Sure. It doesn't tell you. It, it's a it's a visual. It's on your watch. I, it's like an Apple watch. I'm pretty sure that they it's could have some kind of speaker that would say something as well. I sure. think that'd be great tech for the blind. Sure. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. The system called EM Sense works by carefully monitoring for the minute electromagnetic single signals that pr- uh, propagate through your body whenever you touch anything. Every object produces a different pattern, and the computer can be trained to recognize it. Combined with other information, it can guess that you're on your way to work, fixing a specific meal, or working on a certain project in the shop. I feel like this is something I would have come up with during Terrence Thinks, and you guys all would have laughed at me. Yep. <laughs> I Probably. feel like... You know that whole stigma about cell phones giving you brain cancer? Yeah. <laughs> Which is not stigma. It's so... going to be full arm cancer. <laughs> this is like... They're proving that more yeah. and more. Uh, this I thought that was interesting. Uh, Disney shelves a new Aladdin movie over provisions in Robin Williams' will. When Disney announced plans to develop a live-action prequel to its beloved Aladdin films, it, uh, I don't know, whatever, Uh, it said the fans of the film will uh, before all powerful boy meets street rat premise. Whatever. Uh, But just as the studio was preparing to answer the question of where genies come from before being placed into servitude, uh, it got some bad news from Robin Williams' estate. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Disney is prohibited from using Williams' outtakes in any way for 25 years. It seems Williams, who gave an iconic performance as the voice of the genie, did not want his image or voice exploited after his death. As such, the Robin Williams Trust has bequeathed rights to his name, signature, photograph, and likeness to the Windfall Foundation, a charitable organization that Williams founded via his lawyers. Not only does the provision prevent Williams' likeness from being used in any advertisement until 2039... But it also bars anyone from developing a hologram of any of the comedian's previous stand-up routines <laughs> or, quote, digitally inserting him into a new film. The measure is also meant to spare his family any tax liabilities on his posthumous earnings. What all this means for Disney is that the company, which commended Williams' hyperactive motor mouth, quote-unquote, for its ability to crank out 30 jokes a minute, they say, won't be able to use any of the outtakes from Williams' previous performances. Disney's taking the dude in stride, agreeing that the jokes will remain in the vaults per Williams' request. It has also indicated that production on the prequel has halted. Hmm. Huh. So, no more no more genie. That's too bad. I kind of feel like it kinda might have been too soon. Maybe. It was a little bit. Well, like, yeah. well, I... I had Robin Williams not died, I think it probably would have been fine. But since he is no longer with us, I feel like, number one, it's too soon. It's too soon. And I feel like a lot of people would go into it hating it immediately because it's not Robin Williams. Yeah, it's his voice. So uh, another, article, another article I read was about uh, they would just, yeah, use the outtakes because he had so much usable right. stuff and they can only use one take. So you could easily stitch together a whole new script with just what's just there on the cutting things, room yeah. floor. Yeah. Uh, this I thought was pretty cool. Um, Oswald it- the Lucky Rabbit starred in the 77-year-old film Sleigh Bells, which was just found 
at, uh, I think it's the British Film Institute's National Archive uh, in Hertfordshire by a Disney researcher who spotted the title while searching the online catalog. The film has long been considered the holy grail of Disney's lost, uh, lost rarities. The last known copy of the six-minute animated short made its way to the BFI from a Soho film lab that folded. The stock was dated 1931, and there was no marking on the physical object or, ca- or casing to indicate that it contained the treasure it did. Walt Disney and Oob Iwerks created the Oswald character in 1927 for Universal, and they left that studio after a contractual dispute. The floppy-eared bunny is a bit of a rebel and is married to a cat named Hortensia. And those ridiculous ears are a sign of what would follow at Disney, Mickey, Minnie, and the characters whose names we all know today. Uh, the film features Oswald in an ice hockey game against a winter wonderland backdrop and has surreal touches with a rabbit at one point removing his ear to make a balloon. There's also an elephant and a laughing donkey who gets the puck stuck in his mouth. <laughs> Andrew Milstein, president of Walt Disney Animation, says the company was thrilled to be collaborating with the BFI on restoration of the short Oswald film. He says the Oswald shorts are an important part of our studio's history, and we have been working with film archives and private collectors all around the world to research the missing titles. Sleigh Bells will get its world premiere as part of a program called It's a Disney Christmas! Seasonal Shorts on uh, December 12th. And uh, it's a cool article, and, you know, there's, like, little gifts of Oswald doing the splits and pulling yeah. himself up by the head and <laughs> whatever. I like it when stuff like this, you know, you, you think you know everything. You think there's all this information uh, that will never change, and, uh, you know, some guy in wherever finds it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and here's here's the last one. Taryn, this is for you. Uh, code.org and Disney launched Star Wars, Building a Galaxy with Code. Soon, students can take their first steps into the larger world of Star Wars game design. Today, Code.org unveiled a Star Wars-themed computer science tutorial called Star Wars Building a Galaxy with Code, featuring Princess Leia, C-3PO, and R2-D2, as well as Rey and BB-8 from Star Wars The Force Awakens. The online lesson kicks off the third annual uh, Global Hour of Code campaign in honor of Computer Science Education Week in December. Students will learn to write code that allows them to create fun challenges and games using Star Wars characters uh, new and classic. Participants will join forces with Rey to guide BB-8 through a space mission, then team up with Princess Leia to build their own game featuring R2-D2 or C-3PO. Completed games can be played on smartphones and shared with friends and family through a unique link. Which is kind of cool. So, uh, look, man, get your kid into computer programming. Those dudes make a bunch of money. Yeah. I'm trying to get into it, but I might be a little old. <laughs> Code.org, dude. You get right in there. Okay, I think, we, I think we're ready. Yeah? I think we're ready to go. I think that was a good one. I think it's pretty good. Let's see the fact of the show, and then, uh, and then we're Audi. Audi 5G. Um, Walt was known for a lot of things, clearly, but did you know that he was a connoisseur of chili and beans? <laughs> Oh. Really? I love that man. His preference was to combine a can of uh, Gebhardt's, I don't know, uh, which had more meat and fewer beans, with a can of Denison's, <laughs> which had less meat and more beans. Oh, that's okay. awesome. There you go. Next time you eat chili and beans, think of Walt. All right, everyone. Uh, until next time, see you in the parks. <laughs>